Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings in the name of the Lord and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower. I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page at warn-usa.com. Warren Radio is now on the following platforms. Amazon Prime Music in Podcast, Spreaker, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Deezer, Spotify, Anchor, and Pocket Cast. You can also listen to Warren Radio episodes on warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Do not miss these posts on warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Christian Living Vapor Amid Time Christian Living Vapor Amid Time It is true. Life passes by like a mist. Your life, whether you are a Christian or not, is here today and gone tomorrow. Last Last Day Mark of Cain The Last Day Mark of Cain brings us to these prophetic end of days. This is proceeding to the fullness of perilous days to which the Apostle Paul warns us. Time, tide, and eternity brings us to the reality of life. We believe that time is on our side even though the days slip by, just like the tide of the ocean and seas. Everything is relentless in the pursuit of time. The following are the latest posts on warn-usa.com. Sign of Jonah, Fighting God, The Kingdom War, Part 7 on Sound the Shofar. Sign of Jonah brings to our memory Nineveh, this gentle kingdom, or this Gentile kingdom, an enemy of Israel repented. Yet 70 years later, the prophet Nahum warned of their impending doom. Joy of the Lord, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 68, on Battle Lines. Joy of the Lord is our strength, so goes the Christian song. Yet in this show we find there are those who seek to hide their ways from the Lord. And do not miss these latest Warren Radio episodes from the week of April 19th through April 21st. Kingdom of Jesus Christ, Christian Converts, Cost of Faith, Shaking All Nations, Advocacy at Warren Radio. Great Mercies, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 170 on Battle Lines, and Power of Darkness, Revelation, Throne of Iniquity, Part 10 on Sound the Shofar. And be sure to get your copy of The Rising. The Rising is a Christian fiction thriller by the watchman Dana G. Smith. Everything was okay, or so they thought. A truth so unbelievable it took a miracle to fight back. Don't miss The Rising. The Rising continues the story of Mac, a former black ops sniper, and details the takeover of America. Hidden within the storyline of The Rising is the truth of what's happening in America now. You can get your copy of The Rising on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, Ingram, Google Play, Angus and & Robertson, and many more. The, e- the Rising eBook can be found on Google Play. You can also get your copy of The Rising by going to danaglinsmith.com and while on the site, be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletters and visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop. And now I welcome in the Watchman.
You're listening to WARN Radio on the WIBR WARN Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, you know, in spite of the election, I'm doing good. Yes. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. What's happening in the world today? Anything good? Well, you know, our first story today that we're going to do, we're going to talk about Yom Hatzmat, which is uh, Israel's Independence Day. And uh, this is a short little thing written by CBN of Israel, CBN Israel. And uh, it is interesting if you haven't ever paid attention, but happy birthday to Israel. Amen. That's exciting. So on May 14th, 1948, just before the Sabbath, some 350 guests crammed into an unair-conditioned Tel Aviv art gallery for a 32-minute ceremony that would change the world forever. We members of the People's Council, representatives of the Jewish community of Eretz Israel and of the Zionist movement are here assembled on the day of the termination of the British mandate over Eretz Israel and by virtue of our natural and historic right and on the strength of the resolution of the United Nations General Assembly hereby declare the establishment of the Jewish state in Eretz Israel to be known as the State of Israel, declared David Ben-Gurion, Israel's founder and first prime minister. On that historic day, Ben-Gurion spoke for 11 million Jewish men, women, and children around the world who had no voice, no address, nowhere to go. For the first time in nearly 2,000 years, they finally had their own nation in their ancestral homeland. The Jewish people had accepted a resolution by the United Nations on November 29, 1947, calling for the creation of a Jewish state and an Arab state in British-controlled mandatory Palestine. But the Arabs rejected the plan. Less than six months later, the Jewish people declared their independence. The following day, the armies of five Arab nations attacked Israel. Many countries have fought wars for the independence, but Israel's war was not common. They had been granted independence by the sovereign Britain. The decision was confirmed by the United Nations, and the Jewish people were returning to the historic land of their ancestors. But it was their neighbors who didn't want them to exist, and that's still the case today. Yes, it is. A year later, the Jewish state was still standing and had increased its size by nearly 50%. Against overwhelming odds, the fledgling state of Israel not only survived, but grew beyond expectation. Today, the technological marvels of Israel's industry, the military prowess, the bounty of Israel agriculture, the fruits and abundance of the land are all an incredible testimony to God's watchful care over this nation and the genius of this people. Amen. And it ends with, as Israel celebrates its 75th anniversary, we want to thank you for standing with the Jewish nation and blessing her people. And here at the WIBR Warren Radio, Radio we do support Israel. We may not support, uh, you know, all all the things <coughs> that go on, you know, but uh, they do have their mistakes. They do, you know, have their enemies, but we support them. So it's kind of a good thing to look at the Jewish state and see after 2,000 years. And now this is the 75th anniversary. Yeah. That, the, you can just see the hand of God and you can it's a miracle and it's, it, it, and God did it yeah it is 
And so Thank you, I'm, Lord. I'm happy to see that yes, with all too. the stuff going on, especially with America and all those that would like to destroy America from within and all the stupid stuff going on here. It's just amazing to me that today we can talk about Israel and we know very well all the enemies Israel has. Oh man. So popping up everywhere. Yeah. And so there's no doubt about it, if God didn't care about Israel, she wouldn't be there. That's for sure. And so that's all there is to it to it. So we're moving on up front. Time, tide, and eternity. Now we feature every week one of our articles from our websites just to talk about it and let you know some of the things we're writing about. And this particular article is on the Watchman Institute for Biblical Research. It's at DanaGlennSmith.com. Time, Tide, and Eternity. It brings us to the reality of life. And with those words, I'm bringing you an introduction to the article. We believe that time is on our side, even though the days slip by. Just like the tides of oceans and seas, everything is relentless in its pursuit of time. Meanwhile, eternity approaches for all living things. Also certain in this is the Lord's coming. He holds eternity in his hands. He is Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. The Apostle Paul wrote the Corinthians, saying that if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. The point of it is, our hope lies beyond this life. While we live in this life, and we may enjoy it, our hope, and the reason Christ died and was resurrected, to give us an eternal presence with the Lord, where we can be with him forever. And that's the bottom line. And I'm going to read a couple of other things. You know, when, when we're talking about the Lord's uh, coming, and when I was doing this article, I came across St. Mar, M-A-R-H-E-R. And he was around in 1225. And he, it's attributed to him for the phrase, Time waits for no man. And that's hard for me to think about. You know, someone back in 1225 actually thought of the phrase, time waits for no man. Yeah. <laughs> it seems funny. Now today, because we're in such a hurry, you know, I can see that. Right. But you know, That was almost 800 years ago. Yeah. And the, the original go, uh, the original, I don't know if I can say it, and T-Tide and T-Time back to Aboran were shall beyond Ibelsek. Okay, that sounds like gobbledygook, but that's his original words. And that yeah. is... So you, that, and, and so time waits for no man, and that's true. You know, I mean, Tower and I were talking about that today because, uh, you know... We've been together for a long time, and we're going to be getting our anniversary, a very major stepping stone, and it'll be the big five zero. <laughs> and, and so I, I wonder where the time went, 50 years. Yeah, man. and so when he says time and tide wait for no man, Tower and I have talked about this, how it could be 50 years. And we've also... Um, you know, back in 1973, I first told her uh, what the Lord told me about America, that America, as you know, it would cease to exist. So I've been dealing with America and what was coming to it that long. Actually, more than that. 
And you know, now here it is. We don't even recognize America. No, not at all. And so, time waits for no man has become to be known as the proverb, time and tide wait for no man. And when I was looking up this particular quote, there was a lot of different variations of this. So I found that interesting. And several sources had it listed as a German proverb. Now that's interesting because I heard it from my German dad and grandfather who said it. And... You know, our family lived on Catalina. We had a boat. We worked out in the ocean. And so time and tide, quote, would make sense for our family because of where we were at the time. So time and tide, time, tide, and eternity. Go over to the Watchman Institute at danaglennsmith.com. Read the article. Check out the other articles. Go to warren-usa.com and listen to the shows over there. We have a lot of special series, long series. There's plenty of stuff to listen to, in-depth stuff that can bless you and help you to understand the Word of God. So check these things out. Now we're going to be discussing last week. And Tower, you ought to come in now. Well, this is uh, Persecuted Church Safe Haven. And these are, oh, I'm on the wrong one, Dana. Okay, now here we are. This is discussing the God Rescue Part 2. And you remember last week I ran out of time. I was talking about uh, Liz Gleam, and she works with the Iris Global on a farm in Mozambique that helps support the mission of Heidi and Roland Baker. And that's an interesting story. <coughs> Excuse me. Yes, it is. And um, Gleam recounts the story of this woman who had been kidnapped with her young son, her one-year-old son. Her husband had been murdered, and she was taken from by ISIS and was an ISIS bride for 11 months. And one day as they were marching through the bush, she and another woman decided to take a chance and took off running. They ran and ran, and after a while there was um, these giants, nine feet tall soldiers, and they were all in white bulletproof armor. And um, she, Gleam couldn't believe that... uh, about the nine feet tall, you know, they, there was no soldiers in that part of Africa that, that were that tall that wore white. Yeah, let alone nine feet tall. Yeah. And so she very, very quickly realized there's an angelic presence manifesting themselves to these people who are running. And they, they literally saw these individuals, yeah. right? Yeah, and they put them on a truck. Yeah, so we're talking physical. You know, hand-touching, you can see them, you're standing next to them. And uh, the woman had told about a horrible incident that could have been an atrocity. After a few months, the insurgents came in and picked up her son, who was maybe a year and a half at the time, and put him in an empty rice bag. They took the rice bag with her son in it. And they brought her over and they just began to slam the rice bag onto the ground as hard as they could to kill her son. They did this multiple times and they held the rice bag up after they were finished and there was blood dripping from it. Then something remarkable happened. They reached in to pull out her son and he came out crying, covered in blood. And they were startled that he was alive and they were so disgusted that they threw him at her and said, Well, you can keep this boy. He doesn't want to die. So the boy received a blood transfusion and he recovered. And her her son was sitting there with her when when he shouldn't have been. She said, I'm looking at him and that shouldn't have happened. After her or after the woman and her son left the hospital, she walked back to the farm to thank 
them and they asked her if she'd heard about Jesus and she said when they grew up there wasn't Islam there wasn't Christianity it was just worship of our ancestors and so she heard the good news on the following Sunday she got saved and encountered Jesus and they gave her a Bible and she and her sister have been working with them since March of last year and a couple months after that she got really sick and had meningitis and cerebral malaria at the same time she was ended up in the hospital and was in a coma for several days and the doctors said to please visit her because she probably will pass away sometime tonight or tomorrow morning and they had her arms and legs tied down as she was having some weird seizures so Gliam went in with her sisters and an aunt and in the natural this woman probably will probably pass away but we believe on Jesus to heal you know and they they said this in in a prayer you know in the natural this woman will probably pass away but we believe Jesus can heal her he saved her life many times before we believe he wants to do it again and the next morning they got an unexpected phone call and they were, were told her um, she's awake she woke up and she's recovered completely and back at the farm and she and her sister have worked with us and they're still working with us they've saved up some money and they bought land back in November and they're in the process of building their first home that's an exciting story about how God rescued that woman and it he sent you know, his this, mighty army you know the thing of it is is that you know these are it, it's simple you know I'm going to pray because I believe that the Lord can heal him amen no matter how big it is no matter what it's like and see this is what we call simple faith you know the the item they're facing isn't simple but the fact it all it took was simple faith and so this is really really a good story it's one that we wanted to re-emphasize to you today it's not just a story it's a lesson to all of us that when we go through things no matter what it is that God is there and Amen. that we got to remember that he is the God of gods and Yahshua you know is called the Almighty in Revelation chapter 1 and there is no doubt the God we serve today is able so if you're facing you things today, know that the Lord can help you, deliver you, and be with you. He's Yes, amen. He's more than able. He's more than enough. And, and they do, in this article, come out and say that those were the angels of God there. I believe that. And it just amazes me. And I've seen, you know, there's so many stories I've heard like that. You know, it just amazes me. So, while the world is shaking, know that Christ has not left us. So, there are angels among us all the time. So, be encouraged, have faith, and go to the Lord in prayer. Pray about everything. Are you ready for your other one? Yes, um... Well, this is a story about the persecuted church, Safe Haven. Um, they call them the Mayflower Church. They're from China. They um, so the this story, the Christians, members of the Shenzhen Holy Reformed Church, fled China three years ago first to South Korea and then to Thailand as they sought asylum in the U United States. CBN News visited the congregation in Bangkok last year to tell their story. The group is nicknamed May Mayflower Church after the English ship that carried pilgrims to North America in search of religious freedom. In recent days, Thai police took the group into custody and reportedly planned to deport them because their visas had expired and within the next week they will definitely be deported when we don't what we don't know is which country they will be departed deported to a representative had said 
and Thailand has in the past repatriated Chinese nationals wanted by China, including members of the Uyghur, the Uyghur ethnic group, a mostly Turkic Muslim minority that has faced religious and radical persecution in the Xinjiang province of China, northwestern China's northwestern frontier. The Thai authorities had also previously deported Chinese dissidents who were recognized as refugees by the UN and were awaiting resettlement in Canada. And that was reported by the Wall Street Journal. Religious freedom activists said the United States Department played an important part in working with Thai officials to have the Christian refugees sent to the U.S. instead of China where they would face punishment for their faith. And Freedom Seekers International, a Texas group that assists people seeking religious freedoms, will help resettle the people in the Texas city of Tyler. And uh, there's a note here. Most of the 63 members of a Chinese church fleeing persecution from the communist regime arrived at an airport in Texas on Friday night after finally being granted safe haven in the United States. One family from the group remained in Thailand because the mother is pregnant and they were unable to make the journey until she, get, she gives birth. Dr. Bob Fu, founder and president of China Aid, helped organize, organize the campaign for freedom. He confirmed to CBN News that the refugees were heading to Dallas-Fort Worth Airport Friday night. And that is really exciting. Well, you know, the one thing I wanted to note, I'm glad you mentioned it, was about Dr. Bob Fu. Uh, he's the founder and president of China Aid, and a lot of us do get information directly from him and his organization. And he he really does bring up a lot of things about uh, China, um, you know, what's going on and everything like that. So it's, you know, he's right on the front lines. And so he's well known in America among those who, uh, you know, deal with the persecuted church. Now, of course, this is from CBN.com, but all of the information when we're talking about this, Dr. Bob Pu, founder and president of China Aid, he does provide a lot of information for people, for those who do the reporting. Uh, and he tries to get the word out all the time. He's been doing this for a very long time. So we're we're glad to see all these people came together for this. Uh, and, and you know, one thing about this is uh, the Chinese government, which we know, um, our <coughs> church would educate our children about our religious beliefs and the police would come along and force them to enroll in school so they could be brainwashed. That's Mayflower's founding pastor, Pan Yan Gong. And he said that in August of last year. They didn't want us to teach our children the Bible, and children are banned from attending church. This went against our faith and our conscience, he told the Union of Catholic Asian News. All day from morning to night, it's all Xi Jinping. A member of the church told the outlet, more and more it stands in opposition to faith. And that's why they wanted to get out of China. So they could be free to raise their children. Well, you know, the, the thing of it is, is when OZ gets over the, over the gate, you know, he's not going to get into heaven. He's going to have a front row seat with somebody else he ain't going to like. Because the Communist Party doesn't mean dipwit stuff, you know, in eternity. I mean, anything of the flesh is not going to go nowhere. I don't think they believe in afterlife. Yeah. That's the problem there. Now, we're uh, having uh, something from BarnabasAid.org. And this has to do with Afghanistan and Christian converts. And thank you so much for helping us, for helping to save my family. 
exclaimed an Afghan Christian convert to Barnabas as he arrived with his wife and three children in a safe Christian country in South America. They were among 15 Christian families or 60 individuals who fled almost certain death in their homeland and were flown by Barnabas over the weekend to begin a new life in Brazil where they can worship freely. The last families touched down safely on Monday, March 27th. Since July of 2021, and that's when Biden did his thing, Afghanistan has been under the control of the Taliban government that rules by Sharia, Islamic law, which demands death for apostates from Islam. It means that converts from Islam, like the newly arrived Christians, were at risk of being killed for their faith. This is the second group of Afghan, Afghan Christians flown by Barnabas their Operation Safe Havens initiative to Brazil. Ten families, 54 people, were in the first group resettled in the country in June of 2022. Salmon, a Christian convert from Kabul, began his new life in Brazil last year, and he was waiting at the San Paulo airport on Sunday. March 26 for the arrival of his mother, father, and two brothers. He last, last saw them around the time when the Taliban came to power and he fled Afghanistan by crossing into a neighboring country. After Salmon escaped Afghanistan, he told his family they had become, Christ, uh, become Christian and took every opportunity to tell them of Christ's love. His parents and brothers also put their faith in Christ. The newly arrived Christians have each been adopted by a church in Brazil and the congregation are providing them with housing, food, Portuguese language, classes, and pastoral care. Barnabas is head of operations in Brazil, says the first group of families that arrived in June of 2022 were well settled and enjoying life in Brazil. Their Portuguese is improving each day. And, you know, we praise the Lord for the protection of yeah. the Lord over these Afghan convert families. Yeah. And, you know, the thing of it is, is that, you know, there's a difference when, when we talk about helping the believers overseas. Barnabas Aid has boots on the ground. And there's a lot of them that we talk about. <clears throat> it's more than just praying for them. It's giving them an active miracle, one that gets them out of danger. And so we're, Barnabas Aid is one of those organizations that we uh, recommend and support. And we have a number of them. And I don't get paid anything for saying that. We don't take money on their behalf. All we do is cover this in respect to them and tell you visit BarnabasAid.org and you can find out more when you visit them there of what they do in their ministry but be sure to pray for the persecuted church and give uh, finances to help these organizations help these people because you need money you need people on the ground and you need a way to escape and all of that takes prayer and faith, money, and opportunity. I like that story. Oh, I do too. Thank God yeah. that they got out. I'm glad that people got out of China too and that they weren't repa repatriated back. Now, the next one is from an interview. <clears throat> And uh, allisrael.com. Now, this is uh, Joel Rosenberg. He has a couple of websites that do the news. One is all Arab news, and the other is all Israel news. And 
he was discussing Israel's judicial reform controversy. And uh, the one thing that he talked about I think is important is Haggai 2.7, I will shake all nations and the desire of all nations shall come and I will fill this house with glory, saith the Lord of hosts. And Luke 21.10-11, Then said he unto them, Nation shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. Great earthquakes shall be in divers places, famines, pestilences, fearful sights, and great signs shall there be from heaven. And Joel Rosenberg said this at the beginning of this particular thing. And he was speaking to TBN's in grace, Jim Scudder Jr. He said, God in his mercy is shaking the world. Physically, economically, politically, spiritually. And he says, so that we all give up anything that we're holding on to other than Christ. And uh, editor-in-chief of all Israel news is Joel Rosenberg, and he's known for his best-selling books. And, you know, I mean, if you're looking at what's happening and the way we've been following stuff, I mean, there's no doubt God is shaking the world right now. Whatever religion, whatever finances, whatever health they had, whatever political ideology, none of it is going to matter. And God in his mercy is shaking people, shaking the world physically, economically, politically, spiritually, so that we all give up anything we're holding on to other than Christ, he added. And of course, Israel's been going through... quite a few weeks of political and civil unrest. They've had unprecedented um, uh, protests there because they're trying to do some different things with the government. And that's hard to do anyway. But when you're in Israel, everything is harder because you got so many enemies right there. Amen. And so... You know, Rosenberg also talked about Putin and how he was threatening to use tactical nuclear weapons. We also know that Iran and China and Russia are considering, you know, they're they're pretty much together in, in all of this that's going on. So if you deal with one, you'll deal with them all. And they all... Uh, you know, really have indifference to Israel right now, as well as to the United States and others. And Rosenberg also talked about Biden's, uh, his administration's soft response to the nuclear threat, and all that'll do is open things up for others to do it. And he says how the West was going to respond. He says, what could the United States do? I don't see any support. No, I don't either. And uh, matter of fact, I think they're clueless in the Biden administration. I don't think they have a clue as to what's going on. And there is no doubt that the Biden administration has done more to harm relations between nations than anything else. The Biden administration and those with him have not a clue as to what they're doing. And and we have our own issues here with all the illegals coming in. And so it's not a good fit right now for America. And if you were coming to America, even if you were a Christian fleeing China or something, I would say you need to go somewhere else. Don't come here. Because America is facing its only judgment, you know, its own judgment right now. That's true. And so I want to warn you, don't come here. Stay away until this gets settled. And now, uh, Tower, we got another one for you. Yes, um, 
Libya closed Christianity. This story comes to us via CBN.com. And a U.S. citizen has reportedly been captured in Libya and detained for alleged Christian evangelizing. The citizen identified by Libyan media as Jeff Wilson, the founder and head of the consulting firm Libya Business, allegedly worked as a teacher in a private school in the North African country's capital of Tripoli. The report about Wilson's arrest has been confirmed by agents, France Press, and that's a French news outlet. Libya's Internal Security Agency announced Wednesday that an American was detained for inciting our children to renounce Islam and convert to Christianity. And the U.S. State, the U.S. Department of State and our embassies and consulates abroad have no greater priority than the safety and security of U.S. citizens overseas, a State Department spokesman told CBN News. We are aware of reports of a U.S. citizen in Libya detained by a militia based in Tripoli. When a U.S. citizen is detained overseas, the department works to provide all appropriate assistance. The State Department's travel advisory for Libya is level four. Do not travel due to crime, terrorism, civil unrest, kidnapping, and armed conflict. For more information, please see the travel advisor country's information. And that's what all U.S. citizens should do when planning on traveling overseas. And due to privacy considerations, we have no further comment, the State Department spokesman concluded. And the Libyan Observer, a Libyan news outlet, posted a video to its Facebook page showing the alleged U.S. citizen with his face blurred. The outlet explains in its posts the Internal Security Agency released footage of a U.S. citizen who was detained in Tripoli for managing a secret missionary group for the propagation of the Christian faith in Libyan Muslim society. I'm being convicted of sharing the gospel with Libyans, the unidentified man said in the video. I talk about Jesus and encourage people to believe in him. This is why I'm being convicted. The International Security Agency also announced that it arrested two Libyan nationals for renouncing Islam and for the apostasy and the promotion of atheism. And Libya is listed as number five on Open Doors World Watch list of countries where it is dangerous to be a follower of Jesus Christ. And Libya is effectively a lawless land where both native Christians and those passing through from other countries face extreme violence. With no central government to maintain law and order, militant Islamic extremist groups and other criminal or and other organized crime groups both wield power. And that's from the 2023 report. That's sad. We need to remember to lift to pray for Jeff Wilson, lift him up to the Lord. Well, you know, that's one of the things, just talking to people about Jesus, and that'll get you every time over in these countries. Yes, it will. I mean, that's what you do. You know, you talk to people and you tell them. And uh, these authorities, you know, and also making it a death penalty for those who have um, left Islam, you know, that that's, you know... That's tough for people. Yes, it is. You know, if you become a Christian from some of these countries, that, you know, it's going to cost you. And that's where it's on the line. So they all need uh, prayer help. Amen. Well, we're over in Ubekistan. You probably haven't heard about it much. But there is a lot of trouble when you get over in Uzbekistan and some of these neighboring countries. And of course, you know, when you're talking about Christianity, it is dangerous. 
Now this comes from forum18.org forum, the number 18.org. And they cover a lot of different uh, issues. They will tell you about any kind of uh, civil rights and other things that are being violated. In this case, they're talking about uh, on an Easter Sunday where the police raided the Baptist church in a particular town. <clears throat> and, you know, it, it gets back whether you're, you know, in the Middle East, in China, in Iran, or in Uzbekistan, you know, Christians like to gather in a church. They like to gather where they can meet together. And for the enemies of Christians, they know where they're going to be all the time. And so they know if they miss them one Sunday, they'll be there the next. So they reported that they damaged the door to the prayer house, behaved crudely, which they would, and they arrested three church members. And they brutally beat uh, a number of the church members in, in front of the others who watched. And they used electric shock prods and other implements to incapacitate church members. Now those shock prods are, are what you use on cattle. Only these are made for humans. Believe me, if you get a shock prod, you know what that is. <laughs> And uh, you do not want to mess with that. But see, that's what they do. You know, they don't care. You know, and this is really where we're at in the world. And, and it wasn't any better back during the apostles, uh, except they didn't have electricity. These guys can have electricity and they get a little more dangerous by shocking you. Now the police didn't give a reason why they raided the church and tortured the church members. And, you know, when you put them in some of these prisons, you know, they will automatically harass the prisoners to where you know, whether you're a Muslim or whether you're a Christian, they don't want you celebrating anything. You know, if you're in some of these prisons over there. And that, you know, I, I've heard a lot of stories about Christians being in some of these places. And it's not good. And so, on Easter Sunday, the police raided the Council of Churches in another region during a worship uh, morning worship and so you know you want to just do something you do it just seems so everywhere you turn there after the Christians after the Christians and they're accusing you know <laughs> That last story that I read of atheism, you know, when they are turning them against Islam, it's atheism. Yeah. I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. Not ha-ha, but... Well, the United Nations has a convention, uh, a statement where it's against torture and other cruel, inhumane, or degrading treatment or punishment requires the regime to arrest and put on criminal trial uh, for torture officials suspected of doing this. In other words, the reason for this uh, convention, this statement, and this organizing around people who agree with it is to stop this inhumane torture. But we've, we've reported on this. We know it goes on. And you know this is it's horrible that it does yeah people are you know the united nations isn't going to stop it 
And so it's not uncommon in this story. Uh, they're, t- they're also talking about church members with young people were taken to the police station. And they held one church member around the neck as he was on the ground and put him in the police van. So it's just a mess. I mean, this is not the America. This is overseas. And there were visiting German musicians involved in a lot of this. And when they tried to rent halls and stuff, everything was blocked. This is this is pretty common when you're talking about people visiting to try to get the word out. You're going, going to face trouble from authorities that don't want you around. You know, and as I read this, the first thing comes to mind is what they do in America now. You know, because more and more Christians in America are being persecuted. They are. And we have a society that has fallen away from the Lord, or they don't even know the Lord. And so, you know, America is not where it used to be. America's fallen, totally fallen. And uh, while they say, you know, now we have a massive revival going on, it's still not big enough and it's not massive it's a good revival and it's more than we had have but see before we didn't have anything so anything more than nothing is a good revival and so you know there's definitely something going on in america but we need a lot more and so that's what we pray for we need because the this, Lord. This nation needs to repent. Amen. Because it can't be a light to the nation. It can't help anybody if its own citizens don't believe. But see, you got a bunch of people here in America that do not like this country at all. These are people that are born here. And all the time I hear testimony from people who came from Uh, China or some other socialist uh, nation and they try to tell Americans not to do what they're doing but these people don't listen so it may not be long We'll just have to see. We're either going to have to, you know, we're either going to become a a pagan nation, totally, or we're really going to repent and turn things around. Because if we don't repent, judgment's near, period. Amen. I hope the nation does repent. I hope we get a Nineveh repentance revival. From the king on down, repent. Yeah. Almost seems impossible, but nothing's impossible with God. Yeah, that's true. Now, the next one we're talking about is Turkey Earthquake Relief. This was actually, this is via BarnabasAid.org. And the reason we're bringing this is because they're still helping people in Turkey and they they need people to help them. And, uh, you know, the people in Turkey uh, that we're trying to, trying to help, Barnabas is trying to help, are minority. If you're Christian, you're a minority in Turkey. And you don't have any help. And we've seen this before. And in India many years ago when we were talking about this, we had contacts there. Uh, And when they had a real terrible flooding there, uh, all the food aid went to somebody else. None of it went to Christians. And the people told Christians, get a hold of your brothers and sisters in America or somewhere. We're not going to give you nothing. So this is literally what happens in a disaster situation 
and we can't say all the time, but we know that it happens. Um, and so <clears throat> the Christians there are saying we are a minority here and don't have much help. And they thank Barnabas aid for coming. And the, a pastor in Antioch, Turkey, is the one that he told him, thanks, and we had no hope. And he was talking about the aid that was sent by Barnabas aid. And so if local Christians are discriminated against when the aid is given out, it's even worse for Syrian Christian refugees in Turkey because people left Syria. And so these are the kind of things that you face when you're overseas. And so... You know, a pastor said in a few minutes we lost everything, recalling the day of the quake. It was a miracle we could get out of the house before it collapsed just like angels were holding the building for us to get out. I lost 46 people from my extended family, oh, all of them horrible. Christians who love the Lord. We have been living in this region for hundreds of years, and the Christian families all know each other. Our loss is great, but our Lord is greater. Amen. And before we could even mourn or bury our relatives, we had to find shelter for the ones that are alive, elderly children and all. After everything is settled and forgotten, we'll be the one shining in the light of Jesus in Antakya, the Amen. pastor affirmed. Everyone else will leave, but we will shine the light. Yeah, that's right. Amen. So go to BarnabasAid.org and you can give them some finances to help to meet this need and many others. And with that, uh, we've got a few minutes left to sum up the show say goodbye so uh, well I'm thankful that we have this opportunity to bring these stories out and to get help for our brothers and sisters around the world much needed help we want to we want America to be that stay that beacon of light to be able to send help around the world yeah. So pray for America. And please pray for our brothers and sisters around the world. There's a lot of tragedy going on and they need prayer. And pray for us and we pray for you. We love you. We thank you for all you do for the Lord. You're a blessing to us and and for the Lord. And we love you and good night everybody. Yes, there is no doubt. When we go through things like this, there's needs everywhere. So be sure to pray every day for the persecuted church and your brothers and sisters. Pray for America. Pray that this nation turns around. Yes, amen. Pray that we'll have godly leaders to lead this. We pray that this nation will be healed. Don't forget to go to our websites at warn-usa.com, danaglennsmith.com. Read the articles, listen to the shows, set a spell. Check out our websites. Check out my book, The Rising. Pick up a copy, read it, and send us a comment on what you think. Take care of yourselves. Watch over yourself and your family. These are perilous times. May the Lord protect you, guide you, and keep you from the evil. May he bless you and fill your hearts with love, joy, and peace. Until next time, shalom, everybody. Good night. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.